Hey, welcome to this episode of the Stand In Your Power podcast. I'm Emma, and I'm here to help you elevate your marketing, sales, and business strategies so that you can grow your business and revenue to the next level. And how about we do that in a way that is bold, playful, empowered, and most importantly, in alignment with your values. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Stand In Your Power podcast. Today, I want to talk about messaging because messaging is the number one thing that I find makes the biggest difference when it's addressed in somebody's marketing, efficacy, in somebody's sales growth. And yet it is the biggest thing that people overlook when they start thinking about how they can grow their business. So today I'm gonna share how to break the mold of traditional marketing and create a really unique approach to increasing your own sales. Now, messaging is easily one of my favorite topics to talk on, and that's partly due to how much messaging is really at the core of everything we do when it comes to marketing and selling our services, our offers, but it's often relegated to being something that only has to do with social media posts. Sometimes it's recognized as being important for social and email marketing campaigns, but rarely do I see it being recognized as something that is completely imbued everywhere in your business and in both your online and your offline presence. I'm definitely not someone who is going to should you into doing things in your business. I mean, one of the things I love about entrepreneurship is how it gives us the ability to create whatever we want and structure our approach how we want to. Online business gives us that freedom to step outside of the shoulds and do things our own way. That being said, there are some fundamentals when it comes to marketing, and messaging is one of them. In fact, messaging is so fundamental that you are conveying messaging that is associated with your voice, your brand, you as a business owner, whether it's deliberate or not. So why not design and craft your messaging to make it as aligned and impact as possible, right? (laughs) I work with a lot of clients inside the Empowered Strategy Collective or my one-to-one consulting intensive clients who don't realize that messaging is such a key part. And many believe, and this is totally, you know, very normal, that they are super clear that their messaging is already on point. It's already working. But when we dig into this, when we look at what they want my help with when it comes to growing their business, when it comes to sales, when it comes to making their marketing stronger, when it comes to generating more leads, growing their audience. The messaging is something that makes a massive, massive difference. When you're thinking about the copy you're creating, when you're thinking about the webinars and masterclasses and workshops that you're going to be hosting and putting on for your audience, when you're thinking about emails that you're writing, or if you're mapping out a sequence or a series of emails even, if you're thinking about the free trainings that you want to give at a summit or as a guest expert or the podcast topics that you want to talk about, your YouTube headings and your YouTube content, when you're writing landing pages, when you're writing sales pages, writing copy for lead magnets, anything, (laughs) your messaging is super key. It's not just about social media. It's not just about captions. It's not just about what reels and TikToks you do. It should be woven in any and everything that you're talking about throughout your brand and online presence, any assets, any places that you're showing up, anything. So that's the first piece. So now we know like where to put your messaging and how you can use it. There's so many different ways. It really is a fundamental piece of your whole business. I want to talk about what the purpose of your messaging is, and then we're going to dive into how you can actually make that happen really, really well. So I'm sure you know that the purpose of messaging is to get across your vision, your motivation, your inspiration, your thoughts, your values, your approach, 
and yes to all of the above. <laughs> the piece that most people miss in terms of the purpose of messaging when it comes to being of use in your business to communicate with and ultimately to convert clients because I run a business, you run a business, <laughs> our messaging has a dual purpose in addition to calling people towards a cause or getting people to get behind a movement. It's there to also help us make sales. What most people miss is that your messaging should be helping people to make tiny and constant internal transformations. This is really important. Repeated little aha moments, repeated mindset shifts, repeated realizations about themselves, realizations about the path that they're on and what they're trying to achieve on top of each other. You can kind of think about it like a cake, right? Every single piece of your content, every single online asset, every single lead magnet, email, interaction with you, anytime you have something that is a potential communication or connection point in your marketing online, each one of those layers on top of each other. And by doing that, it builds an experience of interaction with your brand, with your business and with you. So you want to be helping people to have a continuous journey of tiny little transformational leaps every single time they see a piece of your content. I imagine these jumps kind of like a flea hopping from point to point. <laughs> you know, that big kind of arc or that one that you used to do in math where you were like connecting numbers together, right? And they don't need to be massive jumps. That's what our paid experiences are for. That's what jumping on a consultation with us is for, what working with us as a service is for, or purchasing a small product, or joining even a challenge or some kind of masterclass or paid workshop. All these things that are steps in receiving a larger transformation or a larger, more targeted and more specific result or solution are the next step up. Now, they do still need to be imbued with your messaging, but what we're talking about in terms of those tiny little transformation those tiny little leaps of realization and perspective shifts. These are the kinds of things that come in your free ungated content. So in terms of your content that's designed to attract the people that you want to become your future clients to pay for those things we just spoke about, in terms of your content being designed to convert your audience into paying clients, that stuff should be helping people make these little transformational leaps, connecting the dots, having realizations, and it should be helping people to have these light bulb moments where they go, oh, I get it. Okay, right. That's what it is. And in doing that, they're having realizations where they're seeing the possibilities of where they can go. And they're also dropping any limiting beliefs. They're dropping any preconceived ideas that they had around two key things. One of those key things is what's available to them. So that might be whether something is possible to do with the resources that they have. So the time they have, the energy that's available to them, their skill set, that kind of thing. It might be whether something's actually a reality that they can believe is achieved in terms of their mindset or what they've seen as possible from other people. For example, if you're a health coach or relationship coach or something like that, it might be something that they didn't even realize was a possibility for them because they've never heard of anyone else doing it, right? Maybe nobody in their circle has, has done it in that way or got to that point or anything. So it's about dropping the kind of boundaries that they have that they've unintentionally created for themselves they didn't even know existed because they just haven't ever come across that. And it's also about helping people to see the possibilities for themselves and to see that they can actually do it. And I'll talk to you about that in a little bit. So these tiny little transformational shifts that we provide are incredibly important because what happens is people make this journey with you, they see your content, 
they get to a point where they realize, oh, okay, I got this. I understand the importance. I understand what this is going to do for me or for my business, depending on, you know, what realm of your business, what niche your business is in. And then because you are the person who has taken them along that journey, you are going to be the person that they then say, okay, I understand why it's important to take the step to invest, to get the support that I need, to get to where I want to be. I recognize what's possible for me when I take those steps, when I invest to work with somebody. And this person right here is the person who helped me to get there. So it makes logical sense for me to explore the next steps with them. And that is how messaging helps you convert through client. There are some deeper elements to it. There's depth and complexity to developing and crafting really tight, strong, beautiful messaging that really gets to the nub of what you want to get across and what your people need to hear and what's going to help them get those transformational leaps. In a typical session with a client that I run them through my messaging protocol, it takes around 90 minutes to go through all of the workings and mechanisms of creating that first layer of structure and figuring out what your messaging is. And they go away and they do the homework and then they come back and we'll have another 60 to 90 minute session. (laughs) And then during our time working together, we'll work on it sometimes for weeks. We'll come back, we'll assess, we'll tweak, we'll analyze, we'll go back, do a bit of work. It'll go out into the world. It'll appear in emails, in assets, in some other way in their business. They'll have some realizations and some notes about their messaging come back and we'll adjust it again over time and this is how we really make those incremental shifts those constant incremental improvements to start off with initially really strong messaging and then continue to strengthen and elevate it right and this is how it works in so many things in marketing If you want to have a conversation about how we can do that together, absolutely drop me a message on Instagram and we can talk about what that might look like for you. But for right now, let's move on to the next bit, which is how do we actually create this messaging that does the things that I've talked about needing to be done? (laughs) So while this is the next step, usually it is quite an in-depth process. So here I'm going to share three key things that you can do straight away. You can do them on your own. You can do them and dive in and really get your teeth into like what your messaging look like, looks like. And then if you want to go further, know that there are ways that I can support you with crafting really deeply aligned and effective messaging. So the main things that you want to focus on, these kind of course concepts that you want to think about to create messaging that is going to be powerful, that is going to convert clients, that is going to help to create these little transformational leaps are these three components that I've named your rabble rouser, your rebel makers, and your myth busters. Let me tell you what each of these are and how you can put them into your own messaging. I'm really excited about this. (laughs) It's one of my favorite things to talk about. So let's get going with this. Now, I would recommend having a piece of paper here. There's a couple of exercises I'm going to walk you through and you'll have lots to know down. Got it? Got your pen? Got your paper? Okay. (laughs) So your rabble rouser. So first off, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine that you're in the late 1800s or the 1920s, during the 60s, maybe during some kind of major civil rights movement period or an era of change. And you're in somewhere like Hyde Park or Central Park or wherever it is that you know that people stand and share their message. And you're standing on this corner, you've got an upturned milk box, you're standing on top of it, and you have a pamphlet with the thing that you are most passionate about, and the reason that you want people to get behind you, right? Okay, so you're standing on this corner, whatever it is, wherever you come from, you're standing there, you have that hat on, you have the ribbons in your hair, or you're kind of in that dress with the petticoats, however you feel you would have looked like in that era. (laughs) And you're standing there and you're shouting out, 
evangelizing about this thing that you really want people to get behind because it is so important to you and you believe that it's going to bring a great benefit to them and you're raving your pamphlet on top of your upturned milk bottle box what are you calling out how are you calling people to arms what is it that you're focused on raising the people around you to become a part of Like, we're going to move forward on this motion and I want you to join us. This is why you should join us. This is why it matters to you. What is that thing for your business? What is the thing, the reason that you're doing what you're doing? What's the cause and the core purpose and the vision and the excitement that you want people to come on board with? This can be very easy to come up with, or for some people, it's a little bit tricky. This might help. The way that I want you to think about this is Everything that you do in your business, all the different elements that you have inside of your business, what are they leaning towards? What are they helping people to achieve? If you're a coach for authors, why do you want people to get their book published? Why do you care? Why is that important to you? Why do you believe it's important that they get their book out into the world, right? If you're a podcast coach or a podcast production agency for women of color, Why do you think that more people of color should have podcasts? I had a client who was a podcast producer and her rabble rouser was that she believed that the world will only be able to become a better place and big movements of positive change will only take place when the unique perspectives and the raw voices of more women of color are heard by more people. And the way that she knew how to do that was to help more women of color get podcasts out there and to grow them so that their voices were heard, that their perspectives were heard more widely and that they were contributing to the cultural and societal conversation on a wider scale. Their own messages are being disseminated and impacting that positive change, contributing to those big movements, which meant that there was going to be more of an impact in the collective shift of mindset, right? So that was her rabble rouser. And when women of color's voices are heard, when the perspectives are shared and amplified, the world can change and be a better place because only by those voices being heard is there that kind of conversation happening? So think about it for you. How do you shift the purpose, the cause, the vision, the mission of your business and your work as a whole into that kind of message? That's a rabble rouser. So have a think about what that is for you. Why do you do the work that you do? Why do you care about helping your clients to get to where they want to be? Why does it matter? Some people have this very clearly defined, they already know it. Some people need to think a little on it and that's okay. But it is important to get it in place because essentially what you want to do with your rabble rouser is yes, you can use it directly in places like your website, for example, but it doesn't actually have to be something that you necessarily speak outright. And although you're very welcome to, (laughs) the value of it is in having it front of mind whenever you are creating content. So that the things that you're talking about, the topics, the more granular elements that you put into your content, they connect back to this cause, this deeper purpose for your people. It's about furthering this message that is a core part of your business and your being and your value set. So that's the first component, defining your rabble rouser. Let's move on to the second component. This is your rebel makers. Now, this is possibly my favorite element of messaging. (laughs) It's super fun to work on. And this is where you're going to snatch those edges, really call people out. You're going to make people do a double take and go, sorry, what? (laughs) So rebel makers are where you need to examine what's going on in the industry and your niche around you. You need to be super aware of what people are seeing, of what's going on in your industry and what people are kind of seeing and hearing from other voices external to them at any given time. 
Obviously, this kind of thing depends on your business. It depends what people are involved with and what they have around them. But often the things that people are hearing around them, the common knowledge or common advice they're getting can be anything from family, friends, communities, peers. It can be from magazines, from adverts. It can be, and typically this is where it's going to be the strongest, is going to be other experts and the messages from other experts and kind of gurus, in air quotes, that they hear around them. So common perceived wisdom, accepted advice, the general tactics that everybody touts everywhere, the kind of thing that they're hearing on social media that's very trendy right now, or it could be age old kind of tenets that people tend to stick with. This is the stuff you need to know. And if you don't know this stuff, go do your research, (laughs) go and have a look, start getting involved in networks, ask people, reach out to current clients or ask people who you know are a good fit for working with you, ask them what they're currently hearing. Ask them what do they believe to be the approach that they hear being mentioned most often when it comes to the kind of work that you do. Or just go and hang out in places where people are having these conversations. Join other people's Facebook groups, hear what they're saying, get involved in networking communities, get to know what the big names in your industry are kind of talking about. Go research that, as well as some people who are not so big, but have large audiences who overlap with yours. Just get a feel for what the messages are, the lessons, the learnings, the teachings that people are putting out there as accepted wisdom, the things that people believe to be true, so that you can then do this really important part. To make your rebel makers, you're going to write a list. So this is where you need to get that piece of paper out and divide it into two columns. Let's draw a line down the middle of this paper. And on one side, you're going to write a list of all those things that people are currently hearing or is the accepted wisdom or like around the topics that you want to address through your content. And then on the other side of that line, you're going to want to directly rebut each item according to your view, your perspective and your approach in your business. And then from those rebuttals, you're going to go have a look at them and you're going to amalgamate them into a few key points. You want to pull out three to five specific things that you can write that are a little bit of a shocker. Like I said, you want to snatch those edges. You want people to do a double take. You don't necessarily need to use the sentences outright, although of course you can if you want to, but you do need to have these key points you're developing to inform the content you create. Now you might find that when you're looking at kind of the perceived wisdom that you've put down the one side of the page, some of these overlap. That's fine. Push them together. And sometimes your rebuttals will have similar tones. What you're wanting to do is start to refine them, start to put them together, start to see common threads so that you can then pull these three to five. And sometimes people have as many as seven or eight, but I do recommend as a minimum having three to five. You can then pull these three to five few key points that perfectly encapsulate the ideas of what you're trying to get across. Points that are bold, to the point. They don't pull any punches, okay? You really want to have a few really good rebel makers so that you can create content across the board that stem from these. And crucially, what you want them to do is give you an opening to discuss the wider concept of how this particular thing affects your audience and their learning journey. Okay, so let me give you an example for this to clarify it. Here's an example that I did around 2019 or 2020. It was a couple of years ago. I ran a campaign for my program that was entirely around creating an effective and high converting evergreen funnel. And the Rebel Maker that I used that year for this specific course was that launching is killing your business or launching is causing you to lose money. 
essentially during the launch and promotional period for this course, what I was talking about whenever I used that specific rebel maker as a focus was that I was explaining to people how launching can actually be damaging to their business, how launching isn't the be all and end all, like this is not the only way to run a business. I was talking a lot about how launching can be energetically draining, emotionally draining, fully exhausting (laughs) physically, which is how I know a lot of people feel. I was talking about how it ignores certain elements of your business, how you're not always going to have a six-figure launch straight off the bat, how there are other ways to open programs and fill cohorts and run a successful group program and increase your revenue month on month, year on year, without necessarily having to do these full-out, show-and-pony, wildly all-encompassing launches three to four times a year. So, there's another option and here's what it is. And then I positioned my course. So I actually have an entire podcast episode precisely just about this launching issue. (laughs) But that specifically was my marketing angle for that particular product that year. And it stemmed directly from my Rebel Maker. And that was because I knew that launching and the idea of these big two to four times a year launches was the perceived wisdom at the time for what was the best way to grow your business, the most effective way to bring in more sales in a 12-month period. So I broke that down in my Rebel Maker, directly rebutting it, created that angle, and then talked to that from different points, different perspectives throughout that marketing period. So I hope this shows you how you want to be kind of lovingly snatching edges. (laughs) Sometimes it's about educating people at the same time as highlighting why what they generally perceive to be true, what they are accepting as the only way to do things is not actually always the case. And sometimes, as I spoke about right at the beginning of this, it's about showing people new possibilities that they didn't even realize were available to them. So people might not have even realized that not having launches, that running evergreen sales or having some kind of evergreen funnel was available to them if I use the example of my launch just then. Or they hadn't yet seen how it could apply to them. So maybe they did know it existed, but they didn't know how it could apply to their specific situation, the scenarios that they were running in. Or maybe they didn't realize it could be done in a way that would be aligned with the results that they're striving for. So when you're using Rebel Makers, what you want to do is you want to make your people's ears prick up. You want to make people do that double take and have that aha moment. Because when that happens, that's the indication of that important transformational kind of moment, that shift in perspective, that realization that I was talking about earlier on. I will say one caveat here for when you're creating your rebel makers. If you go through that exercise that I walked you through above and you write down all the things that your people are hearing, the stuff that the experts and the industry is saying currently, the stuff that they're hearing from their peers, their friends, their colleagues, and that kind of thing. If you write these down, you draw a line down the center of the page and you go to make your rebuttals and you think, oh, actually, that's true. (laughs) If you look at these and you go, oh, do you know what? Actually, I agree with this. That's okay. What you want to do in that situation is still go point by point against the information you've noted down. And instead of rebutting them, what you want to do is go, this is true. And here's why. Or this is true, which means that. And then you want to put your own perspective on it. So your rebel maker is still going to make people sit up and take notice and go, oh, okay, that's how I need to think about it. Or, oh, okay, this is why I should pay attention. Or that's the approach that's going to make this easier or more palatable, or whatever that is. So there are different ways to do this. 
most people will find that a rebel maker is going to work most effectively if you can snatch that edge, if you can be a little bit more controversial, if you can. But it's not always going to be as cut as dry as that. So sometimes you need to think a little bit outside the box and put your approach, your framework, maybe even your method, your values onto it instead. Okay, all good with that? <laughs> Let's shift into the final piece. This is your Mythbusters. Are you ready for this? Let's go. So Mythbusters are similar in the way that we go about creating them. But Mythbusters are all about your reader, your listener, your viewers' internal beliefs. So this is the third part of the messaging components that we're tackling in this episode. And this one needs to be thinking. And again, we want to have that piece of paper with a line down the middle. You're going to write some stuff on one side and then we're going to rebut it on the other side. But in this part, you need to be thinking about internal beliefs. So the rebel makers were external, so the messaging that they're hearing around and about. Mythbusters are internal. These are the things that your potential future clients, your audience, believe to be true, that they've adopted internally or that they've created as beliefs for themselves. It can be situational, it can be experience-based, it can be beliefs that they've created or adopted over the years. Very often, you'll find that it's to do with stuff like, I can't do this. If we look at it from a situational concept, for example, it could be a single mom who says to herself, I don't have the time or I'm not able or I don't have the capacity to do X, Y, Z. It could be somebody saying, I don't have the skills for that. I don't know how to do that. It's going to be really difficult. It could be someone saying, I can't do that because I don't have this experience. I'm not in this industry or I don't have the skill set yet or I'm not far enough along. It could be imposter syndrome. It could just be not being bold enough or being confident enough to step out. There are lots of things that it can be. But similarly to how you're looking at what people are receiving externally to themselves from experts, from family, from peers and things like that with your rebel makers, with these myth busters, the third component, you want to examine what do people have, whether they've adopted it, whether they've developed it themselves, whether it's become an internalized thought based on experience that they've had over the years, what is it that they are believing internally about themselves and about their possibilities and potential? And what do they think to be true about their capacity and capability to move forward in this area or to break out of where they currently are or to take the steps to get the results that they want? What do they believe about your industry, about their journey and their place within it? What has their experience been so far? If you work helping businesses, this often can be things that your clients believe about other people or about their own clients or about their own work. There are lots of things that you can draw from here, but ultimately you need to pinpoint a set of beliefs that your potential future clients hold or very likely hold if you're not sure of them, certainly based on your interactions that you've had with them. And that's what you need to rebut for your Mythbusters. And I want to be really clear here. When we say rebut them, we are not dismissing them. We're not saying that they are not true or that they're not valid, not in any way. What we're doing here is helping people to see the options and possibilities available to them. What we're doing with Mythbusters might be, in some cases, busting a myth. If somebody doesn't think something is possible or if they don't think that it's something that they can do based on their situation within your industry or based on their past experience, sometimes we want to bolster them up and show them what is true, actually, and help them to adopt new beliefs. But sometimes we need to recognize these things that they believe internally as being true and saying, hey, here's how you can step out of that. Here's how you can create a new reality for yourself. Here's what is possible when we look at things a different way or when we do things in the way that I teach it. 
So there's a lot of things that are involved in this element of Mythbusters, but essentially you're wanting to examine those internal beliefs and rebut them or help people step outside of them. One of my favorite sayings that I really like to reiterate to my clients is the idea that your content does not exist in a void. And what I mean by this is that every single time you put out a piece of content, like I said at the beginning, it layers up on top of each other. So whether this is a lead magnet, a PDF, or a podcast episode, a YouTube video, Facebook Live, Instagram Reel, Carousel, you name it. Anytime you publish something as part of your business, it layers up on your other content. It adds to your body of work. So when someone sees a piece of content from you or the emails or podcast episodes that they listened to or something they saw on your Instagram account, whether it be months ago, a year ago, a week ago, or yesterday, (laughs) it's going to add up and contribute to the impression that person has of you and to the understanding they have of your work, to the understanding that they have of what you talk about and what your approach is. And so every single piece of content you create layers up and creates this body of work which then in turn creates kind of like what I refer to as an ecosystem. And I work with a lot of clients to figure out how we can create this really strong content ecosystem that encompasses not only their free content and the ungated stuff that we see on social media, on podcasts, webinars, in email and places like that, but also within their sales assets, their lead magnets, their smaller programs, and then the programs that form the core of your business. So when you're thinking about your messaging, I hope one of the things you'll take away from this episode is that it all plays together. It all works together. It builds your brand and subsequently your business together. It's intertwined. And that is so, so important. I really want you to take the time to do this deeper thought work. Really think about your rabble rouser, your rebel makers, your myth busters. Don't necessarily expect to get it all down in one quick go, but do go through these exercises because this is the stuff that makes a difference. It takes you really sitting down and thinking about it. It's deep thought work. It's the important thought work that once you've done it, you then come back to it and tweak it. You hopefully run it by somebody like me or someone else that you work with or a friend or a peer that you trust. You test it out in content. You use it in different places. And once you get into the habit of referring back to your messaging, once you've practiced it and it feels like it's a part of the way that you communicate with people, once you get to the point of knowing your messaging inside out and having truly absorbed and embodied it, once you have that in your toolkit, then you are much more able to elevate all the other elements of your business. When you're weaving your messaging into more than just your crafted content, into things like landing pages, sales pages, webinars, and stuff like that, and then you're starting to use your messaging to create marketing angles and hooks for your sales messaging, all of which is a whole other level of this topic. (laughs) But essentially, when you get to the point of knowing your messaging inside and out and truly having absorbed and embodied it, you're going to find yourself in a really powerful place. Because your whole online presence and every asset you put out into the world is going to be speaking to something really important. And it's going to be communicating that to your potential future clients and they are going to see and feel it. And it is going to be content that really helps them to move forward as well as connecting them with the deeper importance of why this matters. Okay, hopefully this has been super helpful. (laughs) I really hope this has given you an insight into the depth of what messaging can do for your content, for your business as a whole, and for some easy to dig into shifts that you can begin to make in order to elevate your messaging, elevate your marketing as a whole, and really attract more high quality, highly aligned clients to work with you from the content that you're putting out into the world. 
And if you ever want my help to grow your business in the context of messaging or with anything else when it comes to marketing, sales, strategy, and business growth, then feel free to drop me a message on Instagram or schedule a conversation with me using the link in the show notes. It's at Emma Weatherall on Instagram and the link is emmaweatherall.com forward slash call to book your call. And I look forward to talking to you about where you're at right now, looking at where you want to be with your business and mapping out an effective way to bridge that gap and get you there step. Plus, if you've enjoyed this episode, please do leave a review. I'd love for others to hear your thoughts. And don't forget to snap a screenshot and tag me at Emmaweatherall on Instagram with your favorite takeaway from this conversation. Because the more people we reach with this podcast, the more we can help stand in their own power to grow their businesses and create the kind of money that creates legacies of change. See you on the next episode.